It's the end of the world as we know it, and I feel fine. That crazy starts with an earthquake, birds, snakes, and aeroplanes. Yeah. Many fruits are not afraid. I have a machine, listen to yourself, the world, but it don't need something to your own head. Beat it up and I've seen that no seats. The ladder from the platter with the fear fight down. Like fire in a fire, with the system of the gang, the government for hiring the combat site. But it wasn't coming in a hurry, but you're getting it down your neck. Welcome to the Doom and Bloom Hour with medical preparedness experts, Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy. Your source for information on how to succeed if everything else fails. And now, your hosts, Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy. This is the hour of doom. Well, we did have some hurricane doom. Yeah. Not much, though. Not too bad. Poor, poor North Florida, Georgia, and South Carolina, though. They're getting whipped. We're the only ones that just missed it. We got very, very lucky. We hope but all our friends are faring well. Yes. And we send our prayers to everyone. Absolutely. Well, friends. And it's what, actually, what is it? And bloom. That's right. <laughs> it's the Hour of Doom and Bloom. Hey, friends and neighbors, welcome to Doom and Bloom Survival Medicine Hour, a hurricane of happiness <laughs> in a right. horrific world. I'm Joe Alton, MD, also known as Dr. Bones of doomandbloom.net, where you'll find close to 900, wow, posts, videos, and podcasts on medical preparedness for any disaster. And I'm Nurse Amy. I'm an advanced registered nurse practitioner and a certified nurse midwife. And the hostess with the mostest, our mission to put a medically prepared person in every family for any disaster. Together, we are the dynamic duo, the perfect pair, the courageous couple. <laughs> and we're here for the sole purpose of helping you keep it together, even if everything else falls apart. Friends and neighbors, have you been injured in an accident with a sinful cyclone? Well, that's your story and you're sticking to it. Our attorney says, don't call me, call Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy and listen to this. All information given and opinions voiced on Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy's Survival Medicine Hour are for entertainment purposes only and do not represent medical advice for anything other than post-apocalyptic settings. No contract or provider-patient relationship exists or is implied between the hosts and listeners. Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy strongly urge their audience to seek modern and standard medical care whenever and wherever it is available. Ah, but in a disaster, the question might be, what modern and standard medical care? Mm-hmm. You'd better learn what to do in medical emergencies, get some supplies, maybe even from the beautiful Nurse Amy's entire line of often imitated, never equaled <laughs> medical kits at store.doomandbloom.net. Just an opinion by an uninterested party, right? Well, yeah, unfortunately, they are often attempted to be imitated, but that's okay. That's right. Hey, <laughs> what's the gist, survivalist? We learn as much, maybe more really, from you than you do from us, so connect with us. It's easy, and here's Nurse Amy to tell you how. Absolutely. You can contact us anytime by email at dr, that's Dr. Bones, 
podcast at AOL.com. You can find us on Facebook. We have a couple of pages, Doom and Bloom, and also Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy Show. We have a personal page, which is Joe Alton, MD. You can friend us there, and you can be part of our group, Survival Medicine, Dr. Bones, and Nurse Amy. We have Twitter at Prepper Show, and our YouTube channel is Dr. Bones, Nurse Amy. We also have another podcast all about current events called American Survival Radio. (laughs) Good. Now broadcast from KPJC, relevant news talk radio out of Salem, Oregon. Hey, do you know that feeling of satisfaction you get from helping the elderly? <laughs> well, why not make an old man very happy? <laughs> I had a that's... feeling you were talking about yourself. <laughs> that's me. I'm like, making the elderly happy. What's his motivation here? <laughs> that's right. Well, by getting a copy of our brand spanking new third edition of the Survival Medicine Handbook, now available on Amazon. 700 pages, wow, of all the news you can use in times of trouble, I guarantee you'll be glad you put our book in your survival library. Absolutely. Hey, in the news, you know, the number of Zika cases in the U.S. and its territories is quietly approaching, guess what, 30,000 cases, 20,000 or so of those on the island in U.S. territory of Puerto Rico. Florida has reported more local transmitted, locally transmitted cases in South Florida. There are about 105 cases of those, but at least seven or 800 more travel-related cases in the state. Now, outside of Florida, the most travel-related cases are in New York, but almost all the 22,000, 23,000, something like that cases in Puerto Rico are locally transmitted. Now, interestingly enough, Hurricane Matthew might actually help slow down transmission of Zika in one way, with mosquitoes being blown to kingdom come by the fierce winds. <laughs> that might do it. But also, you know what? It might make it worse. You know, surviving Zika-infected mosquitoes normally have a territory throughout their life of about 150 yards. But these winds could blow these things oh, miles no. away and could transport oh. them to areas, right, that they weren't so have, where they weren't present before. So the Zika mosquitoes will now populate Unzika mosquito populated areas. Yeah, if they make, if oh, they no. survive the winds. Meanwhile, you know what? I can't help but notice that uh, there is such a high incidence of microcephaly and other birth defects in Brazil that you don't see in other places. And you know what? Maybe there is another factor in play there. Maybe a pesticide that's used widely in Brazil called pyroproxifen. So I'll be talking about that possibly in the near future as I get more research done. I'm sticking to my theory. I think it's because they got vaccinated from the dengue fever that made the Zika worse. When oh, they yeah. got when they got the Zika infection. I'm sticking to that theory. It could easily it could easily someday be. I'm probably gonna be proven right. You probably are. As you always are. <laughs> no, not right? always. Almost always. <laughs> it, well uh, Hurricane Matthew oh, pounding no. the East Coast. It went past us and luckily we were far enough inland so it wasn't too bad. Yeah. Uh in South Florida. The it was once a Category 4 store, actually once a Category 5 early in its going, and now it's, I think, a Category 1 smashing into South Carolina and possibly going to make a circle route and possibly hit is... South Florida again or the Bahamas or other places like that. That's it, crazy. You know, a million people without power in, in the United States at one point, and deaths occurring in the United States, a few deaths in the United States, but... Close to a thousand deaths, really, in the island nation of Haiti, 
terrible situation there. We hope and pray that the folks there get out from under this all this destruction sometime soon. So it is a big issue. Now, we have a very special guest today. And uh, that guest is Dan O'Hara. And Dan O'Hara is the promoter for the Gateway uh, series of preparedness expos. We travel all over the country uh, putting on these expos. And it'll be interesting to hear from him about what these expos are like and what kind of things that you could expect to see if you went to one of these. I think it's a pretty good idea for you to go there and meet a bunch of like-minded people that ordinarily you probably would never see. We're all hiding in our little bunkers <laughs> underground. No, no. Oh. No. I don't. I, got a helmet on. Nobody has bunkers, Made honey. of tinfoil. <laughs> Excuse me. No one has a bunker. Right. <laughs> that's a that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. And we definitely don't have one because we're in South Florida. Six inches down, there's a bunch of water, so <laughs> I can't even have a basement. So sad. So anyhow, what we're going to do is we're going to go directly to Nurse Amy's wonderful interview with Dan O'Hara. Tell, tell he'll tell us a little bit about what it's like to put on these shows and what kind of things that you can expect to see there. Well, today's guest is Dan O'Hara. Dan hosts preparedness expos all over the country, including the awesome upcoming second event in Cincinnati called the Cincy Preparedness Expo. It will be held 2016, October 15th and 16th, at the Sharonville Convention Center in Cincinnati. And we are looking forward to being there. Very exciting. So, Dan, hi. Welcome to the show. Um, thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Well, I'm sure you're kind of overwhelmed. You've got a, sh- a big show one week away. Yeah, it's, uh, and as you said, it's our second year, and last year was phenomenal. And this year should be even you know, more exciting. So, yeah, it's next weekend at the Sharonville Convention Center, and we actually prepped for these events uh, almost a year in advance, so a lot of planning, a lot of time, a lot of work, a lot of expense, a lot of effort goes into them to pull them off to be a, a grandiose event, and that's what we really strive for at each one of these expos. So, well, Joe and I, yeah, and I agree, and they are, actually. Joe and I attended our first show with you in St. Louis, and that did really well. So I think, you know, some people feel that these expos maybe fading at times, but I don't think so. I think getting the word out is the important thing, and that's what we're trying to do here today is let people know who might live within, you know, a state or two from Cincinnati that something really great is available for you. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about what is a Preparedness Self-Reliance Expo for those folks listening who just aren't sure what they might find there? Yeah, it's interesting you ask that because I'll say that to people, you know, just in everyday life, and they'll say, well, what is that? And they don't even know, you know, they don't know what it is. Right. I mean, what, what, what we're doing, which I understand, it's, it's about practical. It's a, first of all, it's an expo or an event, and we bring mm-hmm. exhibitors, speakers, uh, experts as yourself together under one roof, over the course of a weekend, and we, we, we teach, we school, we educate about preparedness, self-reliance, emergency preparedness, sustainability, 
when I say sustainability, be able to sustain yourself in an emergency, self-reliance. And when I say self-reliance, there's different angles of that. There's being self-reliant if an emergency happens or living off the grid purposely and being self-reliant. So I kind of take it as there's two different angles to preparedness. There's practical prepping for the family of four that lives on the cul-de-sac, which is kind of what I am, and the, the other angle of people that are homesteaders that want to purposely get off the grid and live that type of lifestyle. So that's, uh, that's really what it's about, and it's very educational, and uh, it's very enlightening to people when they come to the events. Absolutely. Now, can you tell us a little bit about the structure of your events and your philosophy? Okay. Um, you know, you mentioned about people coming from another state to our event. We actually have had people come drive over a thousand miles. This is wow. our sixth event. Over our sixth, our sixth event, and we've had people drive over a thousand miles because. But I, and I've attended many expos over the country, around the country, as you guys mm-hmm. have and do. And, you know, some of them can be a little disappointing and overhyped. Um, and you want, you know, some of them, not to take anything away from them, but being in a church basement or a fairgrounds outdoors or a VFW hall, that's fine. Okay, that's fine. But what we try to do is make it a big-time event, exhibitors from all over the United States, top-notch speakers that we vet. It's pipe and drape. You know, it's not just like folding tables in the corner of a basin. Of right, dirt. like a gun show. If people have, are listening and, you, and you've attended a gun show before, most of us have experienced the table-type convention or event where it's just flat tables and not any tablecloths either unless the exhibitor brings their own so I, I know what you're talking about and not only that we try we're very much I've heard people complain at some of the other events not ours that there'll be exhibitors there that they scratch their head why is somebody at a preparedness self-reliance expo and they're selling replacement windows or they're selling <laughs> bathtub re, uh, replacements and Pots you know, and pans. And, I saw pots, pots and, pans and pans one in Texas. That was great. The guy had the headphone on. I'm, we're going to diverge, uh, divert just for a second. He had the headphone on, like the sales pitch with the big speakers and the lit up kitchen, and he was cooking and he was screaming about these pots and pans. And to the detriment of all of the exhibitors around who didn't have big speakers and weren't screaming, were basically unable to have a conversation with the people stopping by their booth because this guy was so loud. And I thought to myself, are these survival pans? I mean, he's talking about I know. broccoli. I know. Zero we, <laughs> you're exactly right. And we, we get contacted by those people. We had a roofing company want to sponsor the event last year. And I said, uh-huh. yeah, that's great, but I can't do it. Okay, people aren't coming here so those things have its place, and it's not really at this type of event. Of so what course. I'm saying, yeah, when you talk about the structure of our, our events, people who come to our events are not going to be disappointed is what I'm trying to say. So a lot goes into them. 
lot of work, a lot of time, as yourself, coming all the way from Florida to Cincinnati. It's a major deal. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a solar company having a tremendous exhibit on solar power and wind power with, with four units they are bringing all the way from California. So, Wait, and yes. may I ask what the company's name is? Always Empowered is what they're called. Always Empowered. Very and nice. Well, I'll be uh, stopping by their booth for sure. Yeah, I mean, they actually have a unit, and it's really cool. It's, it's a portable emergency unit that runs off solar, and you can simply unplug it and plug it into a mini windmill unit where you can adapt to wind just like that, lickety-split. Wow. I know. Oh, that is and amazing. Oh, I can't wait to see it. I have to tell you, Dan, about 20 minutes before this interview, I was on the Internet, and I was actually searching and looking at different types of, um, I don't want to call them generators because they're more like storage, power storage. I know they call themselves generators, but you use the solar or wind, like you're saying, or you plug them into your outlets and you charge them, and then they hold that charge for when you need it during an emergency. But you can recharge them with free energy like the sun and wind. Uh, so I was actually just doing that kind of research and watching some YouTube videos and looking at stuff. So I have a few of those, but for me, I can never be too prepared. <laughs> so yeah. I'm definitely going to take a look at that. That is so interesting. It is. This is really, I mean, I've been to a, one of the biggest challenges I've had is trying to prep with power and trying to figure out the best way to do it. And that seems to be the biggest challenge I have. And I've, I've done, done some different things. I've been doing a lot of seminars. But this one, and I, and I have a solar unit that I have purchased from one of our exhibitors, but um, this is so portable and so interchangeable and really not all that. I mean, it's, it's expensive, but it is and it isn't, depending right. on your perspective. But, oh, yeah. Uh, if you need electricity for you know, a medical device or a small refrigerator because you have insulin. I mean, there are people who ha need CPAPs. You know, they have sleep apnea. That can kill you. You know, there are true reasons why people, not just, oh, I want air conditioning or I want a fan running, uh, you know, a convenience, but something that's that's needed medically. Yeah. Yeah, there's no question about it. I mean, you know, uh, it's it's... That's why you come to the expos to learn about this yeah, stuff. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, so, what are some? Uh, you know what? Let's talk about. We you know, we just mentioned one of the companies. Why don't you tell us a couple of other companies uh, that'll be there? Let's talk about that real quick. Well, we're going to have lots of exhibitors. If you want to learn about beekeeping, we'll have somebody there, and uh, it's called. Uh, Beekeeping, I can't even pronounce the name of their company, but they're a beekeeping <laughs> outfit here in Ohio that will be coming to the event and learn about beekeeping, learn about edible plants. If you want to learn about GMO-free seeds, you know, heirloom mm. seeds, we'll have two different exhibitors on that. We'll have Texas Ready and White Harvest Seed Company. And a lot of people don't understand, and I grew up in the poultry business, and I understand about hybrids, and we used to have hybrid chickens, and they would not pre some of them wouldn't even reproduce, and if they did reproduce, wow. they wouldn't reproduce the same thing, the same right. thing with seeds. You know, and the fact that, you know, you want to be able to have seeds that can reproduce naturally, and that doesn't always happen if they're, uh, you know, if they're genetically modified. So 
Luminates. Uh, I think you're familiar with Luminates. You know, they. Yeah, very much. Yeah. I love these things. And people right now are saying, what's Illuminate? Well, what Illuminate is, solar-powered light, emergency lighting. It was on Shark Tank, and it was the most watched episode of Shark Tank. All five people on Shark Tank made offers. Lori Greiner on there thought it was a product that would change the world, and Mark Cuban you know, invested in the company. And it's a little blow-up uh, plastic uh, uh, what would you call it? A unit. That's like, how I call it a square. Yeah, like it like, yeah. like a little pillow. It blows up yeah, like a little. Yeah, it's about the size of a throw pillow. A throw pillow, yeah. and you inflate it, and you put it out in the sun for ten or twelve hours. It'll, in, it'll, it has, it has a light unit inside of it, solar powered, and it'll light up a ten by ten room for emergency lighting with sixty five lumens of light. When you're done with it, you let the air out of it, and you can put it right back in your pocket. Now here's and an interesting. It, and, and one more thing, Dan, I, I have these, so I know about this. It folds up to a smaller size than a cell phone. Isn't that amazing? It is here's, incredible. Here's, you stick it in your pocket. I don't know if you know about the story of this. Last year, at our event 18 months ago in Cincinnati, nobody had any Illuminates. And I, I asked somebody, how come nobody has any Illuminates to sell here? <laughs> They said because of the Nepal earthquake two years ago, all the physicians, they all went to Nepal, India, because all the physicians were using them in the tents to light up the tents for emergency lighting. That's a testament to that product. Yes. So, you know, for 20 25 bucks, that's all they cost for emergency lighting. Um, I mean, that will be represented at the show. We will have uh, Greenative, which is solar-powered, I'm sorry, it's, uh, it's, battery, it's batteries that are powered by salt and water. So you can actually take this little unit, put some water in it and some salt in it, and depending upon which size unit you bought, you can charge up to 240 hours of batteries, you know, D batteries, C batteries, AA batteries for emergency power to have batteries for different units by just having water and salt. And these units go from 40 bucks to 140 bucks. So it's not something that's terribly expensive. We'll right. have uh, sun units, Go Sun, where you can actually cook your food in the sun. Okay, so you don't need any power if you need to cook food. Uh, we will have Eve Gonzalez from Trading Post in the Woods. I mean, she just became an author. She has been to 18 major disaster zones around I guess the world actually, and you know she she's a, always a very sought after speaker as you guys are, and um, she'll tell you some stories that'll really make you think. She always says that she's been 18 major disaster zones and she's never seen a person that's been properly prepared, and that's an interesting statement. And she'll talk to you about that. We have an alpaca exhibitor. You know, alpaca uh, fiber is six times stronger and three times warmer than wool. And just an interesting product to have in front of you. Bug out on a budget. The gentleman coming up from Texas, he does a seminar and he has different products on how you can do this on the cheap. So, because some of it can get a little expensive when you start prepping. He tells you how to do all that stuff. That's a big philosophy with the LDS and the Mormons. Uh, I've been to some of the uh, 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 things they put on, little events they put on their churches, or their, and mm -hmm. they show you how to do things on the cheap and how you can do homemade preps as opposed to having to purchase items. And, of course, you guys are going to be there. 
I think maybe you can talk to that. I mean, yeah. in your sutra class. A long class. drive. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be putting on the sutra class. Uh, wound care, mostly we're focusing on. And then the second part of the class is actually hands-on. And, you know, people can learn how to actually stitch um, and actually how to suture. And, again, the first part is all about the safety and when you should not do that, cleaning and taking care of wounds that may be left open. Uh, things like that, a really fun class. You, it's, it's a chance to actually learn something from professionals who've done it for years and who know how to, to teach it. Um, there's a lot of times you take classes and it's great information, but the person who's relating it to you um, isn't giving it to you in words that you can understand. And a lot of medical personnel, we speak in terminology that is like, Chinese to some folks so we try to really break it down into normal everyday language so no matter who you are whether you have medical background or not this is a class you can take and and not worry about being you know at the bottom of the class or something so we have a lot of fun with it and you'll be giving a uh, survival medic uh, seminar on Saturday I believe that is yeah Saturday will be part of the yeah, standing room only, always for that. <laughs> Which and, is, it, it, we're honored to have everyone there. Let's talk about, we, we've talked about some of the um, ex, uh, exhibits, but let's talk about some of the speakers. You mentioned a couple of them. What are some other things, uh, topics that people are going to learn about when they go to the show? Well, you know, let me, uh, rather than speak from memory here, let me pull up the speakers page. Awesome. That, I have, that I have here in front of me. And, you know, we have, we have four seminar rooms, and they're classroom style. They're carpeted uh, right adjacent to the facility, very relaxed, comfort, comfortable environment. The seminars go on basically 30 to 45 minutes, except the suture class, which is much longer than that. Sure. But then you're free to come and go as you, as you like to the seminars. But we have an organization here called Miami Valley Preparedness, which I belong to. And in fact, we're meeting uh, tomorrow. We meet once a month. And Tim Sanford, Prepping 101, Where to Begin, uh, he'll be opening the show with that seminar. And that's always packed because people want to know where to begin. Uh, Eve Gonzalez, as I mentioned, Lessons Learned from 18 Major Disaster Zones, always very popular. And of course, your class, which will be standing room only at 1230 on Saturday uh, with Dr. Bones, uh, uh, or I should say, a.k.a. Dr. Bones, uh, Dr. Alton, uh, the survival medic. Uh, Chris Mahan coming up from Texas, which I mentioned. You can afford to prepare. Tomorrow may be too late. And what he's talking about is, you know, bug out on a budget, prepping on a budget. Mike Knox from White Harvest, success with your sustainable garden. You know, and they tell you, and Texas Ready also will be speaking about how you can grow you know, I forget hundreds of pounds of food in just a very small area, you know, in your garden, how you can, if you have limited space, how to do that, you know, Mm -hmm. safe water to wound care with uh, concentrated colloidal silver, Uh, the crashing dollar and how to preserve your wealth with Michael Wiener from uh, Swiss America. And I know he's, he's coming in for the event. That's always a very popular class. Uh, Beating the prepper stigma. We have a class on that. Oh, hold because you know there's a, a stigma. One. You know, we're, a lot of people <laughs> think we're nuts, you know, and we're not nuts. 
No, you're absolutely right. Always, and, and you know what? When you finish talking about these speakers, I, I actually want you to address that stigma that is placed upon preppers and slash survivalists. So let's talk about that. And that is our very next topic here. <laughs> yes, and that's an important one. That really is absolutely. an important one. Uh, CCW, concealed carry. If people want to learn about concealed carry, you know, people that just have an interest in it, don't know about how you do it, what the laws are, we have a class on that from Tactical Intelligence Group. We have uh, a class on choosing your wild edibles. I mean, it doesn't sound real appealing to a lot of people, but in an emergency situation, it's a good thing to know. Oh, um, Absolutely. And cooking with solar, that's another class we have. And survival gardening in the 21st century. So uh, preparing or prepping with uh, essential oils. So these are all, I mean, every, every class, and there's more. I didn't mention all of them. They're all mm-hmm. free. The only class that there is a fee is a suture class, which, you know, that's a very comprehensive class. And, you know, as, as I've seen your, the class, and I've taken a class before where you're actually using a pig's foot, which is similar to human tissue. And uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Everybody gets to keep the instruments and a DVD at the yeah. end. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and like I said, we have a lot of fun. But I do want to mention one thing about our class. Anyone can watch for free. You do not have to pay to sit there and watch. As long as we have room in the room for the actual students. If there's extra chairs, people who would just like to watch, it's absolutely free. So even our class could be free. <laughs> okay, well, that's great. Yeah, and um, that's something that, you know, the suture thing, I think, I can't say I'm an ex, you know, I have no medical training other than going to classes and things like this, but at least now I have an idea how to do it. Okay, before I had no clue how to do it, but now I've got an <laughs> idea, you know, how to do this. You know, it's a building thing. And, you know, when people start off with prepping, it, you know, it, it's a baby step. And not even that, you crawl first, you know, you crawl and then you stand up and then you take a few steps. And, you know, I, I don't think we any of us ever end up running. We're always learning new things. And that's why these educational classes that all, all of your different expos, because it's not the same classes every single time. You you have different people that come in and out. You can learn something at every one of the expos that you didn't know before. And so preppers should never feel that they have learned everything, that they know everything, that they have everything. That's just not possible. You, you're never going to stop learning. So we're you know, all in this so, together. That is so funny you said that because – I've been going, you know, I go to a lot of prepper expos around the country, and you're exactly right, because last year I learned something at one of the events that I should have known, and I didn't, and it was about water purification, and one thing I didn't realize is that all these water purification devices, although they they take the bacteria out and the dirt and the filth and the gunk and some of that stuff, Mm -hmm. some of them don't really take out viruses, and I never realized that until I after doing this all these years, that that's another step that I needed to be aware of what does and doesn't. But you're exactly right with what you just said. You're not one day, oops, I'm done and I'm prepped. So that's right. It is. It's a journey. It's not a destination. So. It is, and we're and we're all in this together. And another thing that I think is important about going to these events is 
the stigma of being a prepper and a survivalist, people say, well, you must be crazy, <laughs> right? But you're yep. putting on an event that allows people to get together. And don't you think that's important, Dan? Well, you know, it's amazing when I hear people when I say I'm a prepper. And some of them, first of all, they're surprised when they look at me because they expect me to have a long beard, no teeth, and live in the woods. Okay. (laughs) And, you know, it's been sensationalized with some TV shows. You guys are professionals. Okay. (laughs) I'm a professional. I I own another business, totally non-related. I live in an upper-middle-class area of Cincinnati. My wife is a pharmacist at a major hospital here. I have four daughters, one of them in the military, three of them are in in college, one of them ready to go to medical school. And guess what? I'm a prepper, okay? I don't have a bunker in in the backwoods in the lower 40s. Are you sure, Dan? Are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) You, You know... If you if want you to do, take you have the, to show it to me. <laughs> yeah. It's it's uh you know, practical preparedness. You know, it's not all about bugging out and living in the woods. It's first first of all, I always say, where are these tens and millions of people gonna go? I'm about bugging in. I mean, yeah, you need a plan, an evacuation plan, but for me, you know, I don't have a place in the woods and I'm not going to, but my home is gonna have to be my fortress and I'm fine with that. And um, I say a fortress, maybe that's a little extreme, but, um, you know, if the power goes down and doesn't come back up, you know, I'm, I'm not leaving my home. I'm prepared to stay in my home. And I suspect that's the way you are also. And it's, uh, it's, we're not all a bunch of nuts. This is it's sensationalized on TV. I have no interest in going in the woods and eating a bunch of bugs, and that's not what I'm prepared <laughs> to do. All right? But I am going to prepare. I am going to prepare for some of the crazy things that are going on and crazy things that could happen. Right. And yeah. people are foolish that they don't think things like could happen. Absolutely. So, As we're speaking, there's a hurricane hitting the coast. It hit Florida. We had to put up our hurricane shutters. We are prepped. We have food, water, solar, you name it. You know, I, I at least have one option, if not several options, for all of these different things that you're supposed to cover. And all up the coast, it just slam, slam, slam. All of Florida, Georgia, coastal, it's in, I believe it's in South Carolina right now. It may still hit North Carolina. I mean, and by the way, Dan, if you didn't know this, it's supposed to circle back down and maybe hit Florida again. I heard that. <laughs> I heard that. And you know what, Amy? Amy, you know what? As I've been watching this on the news for the past three days, I must have heard the word get prepared on TV and on the Internet a gazillion times. Get prepared. Get prepared. Yes. Isn't it awesome? If they just would say that every single day, people would listen. It needs to be part of normal conversation. Teachers need to say it. Um, Pastors need to say it. Uh, People on television need to say it. It needs to be in movies where people are just doing it because it's part of normal daily life. You know, don't go to the grocery store and buy, you know, one can of this and one can of that. Get a few of them. It's on sale. Stock up. It's not going to go bad anytime soon. It doesn't have to be a big deal. Make it part of normal life. And then we, as preppers, will not be labeled as crazy. The ones who don't prep will be labeled as crazy. You know the term I keep using, and it's, it's, we use it at the show, practical preparedness. 
And I emphasize practical. It's not mm-hmm. practical to have a big bunker in the woods for people. But there's other things that are practical, and people mm-hmm. should think about that. I always talk about the website, ready.gov. You know, FEMA and Homeland Security put that together, and they've been running ads on TV and radio for the past year. Yes, they do they it have. in kind of a comical manner to get your attention. But when our oh, government the zombie, is saying, the zombie oh, commercial, Dan. Yeah. Remember that? One? Yeah. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> they flat out tell you on that website, prepare for emergencies, disasters, and they have some things on that that's eye-opening that our government is saying. Uh, ready.gov. It's, you know, I know our government doesn't always do things the way we like and they're, they're most efficiently, but actually on that they've done a pretty good job. Uh, the one thing they have on there, they say you should have a three-day su- supply of food and water, which is ridiculous. It's yeah. Three days. I mean, you have that now, but other than that, they've got some pretty interesting stuff on that site. It, so it is we, really good. You're right. Yeah, we actually have some FEMA literature and Homeland Security literature at our show. We had it at uh, the St. Louis event and uh, free information that people can have. So, Fantastic. Absolutely. And, you know, it's funny you mentioned the three-day thing. Uh, People evacuated from uh, part of the Florida coast and the Georgia coast and South Carolina, Um, the the islands that were just off of those areas. uh, uh, Several hundred thousand people were at least asked to evacuate. I'm not sure exactly what the number of actual evacuators were evacuees evacuees <laughs> one of those words yeah, yeah anyway those people left thursday wednesday and thursday the the last minute ones were leaving yesterday so the people who left wednesday or thursday today that we're recording this is is saturday so their three days are up and i heard them on the television making an announcement that everyone who evacuated is not to come home, not to plan to come home until at least Monday. Now, that is not three days. No. The people who took three days or have three days, you know, you're going to run out. So three days is by no means enough, ever. No. No, it's a crazy, that's the only thing on that site that's kind of yeah. crazy. Yeah, I don't so. know who determined the three-day thing, but it, it's no. not really. <laughs> no. Well, no. you know, I want to. I want to jump back a little bit. You know, we've talked about um, that you've had six expos and, you know, how they're growing and how you have different classes and the different exhibitors and, um, you know, some of the cool stuff that people can see and try out and, and taste and look at and touch and hear from the people who are making these products, how to use them, which is so amazing. But how did you get from being, you know, a businessman a father, a husband, to not only becoming a prepper, which you can tell us that story too, but then beginning to put on expos, which doesn't sound like it was your your life's ambition when you were 18 to do this. No, not at all. (laughs) Uh, Well, the way I've always, it was interesting, back in 93, 94, when the Clinton administration were going to put in, or they did put in the assault weapon ban, is when I first started to get interested early in self-protection and weapons. And that created, that that put me in in the mindset of becoming interested. And um, I went to some gun shows and I started 
getting an interest in that. And over the years, I, I continued to do that as a hobby and an interest. And then in 2003, I don't know how many people remember when the power grid went down along the eastern seaboard. It was in mm-hmm. August. It was actually August 14th. It was a Thursday of 2003, and millions and millions of people were out power. They say it started in Cleveland, and I was in Toronto, and it was, it was an August day. It was hotter than blue blazes. It was like 90 mm-hmm. degrees. It was about 4 o'clock, and everything went off. Now, Toronto is one of the biggest cities in North America, and it was hot. It was right before rush hour, and I'll never forget those two days. Fortunately, my hotel I could walk to, Mm-hmm. And nobody knew what was going on, and it was total, total gridlock on the streets. Wow. You know, and interest, you know, think of Toronto, millions of people, the traffic lights aren't working, it's 90 degrees. And it was interesting, as the evening went on, and I could, people were starting to loot stores. I walked up to a convenience store, and people were just walking in, taking things. And I looked at the lady behind the counter, and she looked at me and shrugged her shoulders and said, what am I going to do? And I went back to my hotel room and started to watch. You couldn't pump gas, no power, Mm -hmm. no traffic lights, cops couldn't get to you, total gridlock. And I remember thinking, if this goes on another 24 hours, this city is going to be in chaos. And people were doing things because they could. I mean, they weren't starving or anything at this point. Mm -hmm. And it it was eye-opening to me. And the next day, power slowly started to come on, and I thought, wow. And then, honestly, the way uh, about seven years ago, eight years ago, with the political environment in this country and the world, it started to concern me. And I just started becoming concerned about my family and safety. And um, I pay attention to what's going on. And I started going to some expos. In fact, the very first expo I went to was in Dayton, Ohio, and you guys were there. And uh, I remember buying a dental kit and emergency kit from you guys at that oh, event. Wow. Thank I don't you. know if you remember the show in Dayton. Um, that was a few years uh, ago. And, no, uh, I, I have to be honest. I really don't. You don't remember that show? <laughs> I don't. I, I ha- I, we, we, really, we go to like 14 a year. So uh-huh. they all start blending together. They just, you know, <laughs> it's sort of like... <laughs> No anyway, I've been to Dayton, Ohio. Sorry, Dayton. <laughs> you were there. It was at Hera, it was at Hera Arena, and you guys were right next to Dr. Oh, Prepper. <laughs> but anyway. Oh wow. Okay. Well, you know that might help me because we haven't been in a booth next to him uh, very often. Um, that's so funny. Anyway, it was one of our first contacts when we became preppers like six years ago. He was one of the first people we we ever talked to. About well, anyway, that's, that's right. I met you guys. <laughs> and then I started, you know, on, on Prepper Show USA, which is kind of the, uh, the agenda for shows around the country. Uh-huh. I started going to shows around the country. I went to, the one, you know, Denver and Alabama and uh, Lakeville or Lakeland, Florida, and, mm-hmm. you know, a few other ones around. And um, I just started going and attending some of the shows. And as I mentioned earlier, I was disappointed with a lot of the shows. I was disappointed with the quality of some of the events. Not all of them, but some of them. The one in Dallas was really good. The one in Denver was really good. But some of the other ones, 
you know, I was very disturbed about the fact I had driven or flown all the way there and back, and they weren't exactly as advertised. Right. I remember coming back from a show, and I said, you know what? Being an entrepreneur, I can do this better. And I enjoyed and I'll enjoy doing it. So this is actually, I know some of the people do it as a hobby or a community service mm-hmm. and things like that. I mean, I certainly do it as that, but I also do it as a business. And um, so that's how I kind of got into it. And I've really learned a lot, be it working with the exhibitors, uh, what they do, and speaking with them, and so on and so forth. So that's how it's kind of evolved. And uh, this will be our sixth event. And um, it's a lot of work. I'll tell you, a lot of work and a lot of expense. It's a tremendous amount of work. Oh, Dan, Um, I don't know how you do it. I really, I, 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 I only know a fraction of what goes into the planning because, you know, I've, We've planned a few things before, but your scale is so big, and there's so many things to coordinate where people are, who said no, what time, who needs tables, who needs chairs, where are they going to all be, how are we going to put the speaker schedule together where everybody's not on top of each other and talking at the same time. I mean, uh, the details are just incredible. It's like planning a wedding over and over and over, really. Yes, and if you're <laughs> going to do it, and it's also a very expensive thing to do, and um, it's, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, we've enjoyed doing it, and we've learned a lot from doing it. Um, it's The challenge for me has been getting the word out, um, and, you know, we've had to prove ourselves to a lot of exhibitors, because a lot of exhibitors have been let down by some of the events, and uh, so we've had to prove ourselves in that respect to get support of the exhibitors. And we've had a group of exhibitors that have followed us from event to event because they know that they can count on us, that it's going to be well-advertised, well-promoted, well-organized, and people are going to be happy with the event. Not only the exhibitors, but the patrons. Okay, yes, so. that is a big thing, Dan. Uh, it, it upsets me terribly, and I have no control when an exhibitor, an exhibitor, with an attendee who comes up to me and goes, gee, Amy, ah, I thought there were going to be more exhibits here. This is not very big. What's going on? And I have no answers. I don't right. know why there aren't more exhibitors, you know, why it's, it's a smaller show than, like you said, was as advertised. So, you know, it. I appreciate all of the effort that you put into so that I don't have to answer questions like that. I really yeah. do. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, So anyway, that's how, you know, initially it was just going to be a show here in Cincinnati where we live. Mm-hmm. And then it wound up, I'll never forget when I went to the convention center and we sat down with the people there and they said, well, do you have a committee to put this together? And I said, a committee? What do we need a committee for? Well, I found out why you need a committee. <laughs> oh, no. So what, what was going to be a hobby turned into a full-time occupation. And I had somebody that, you know, it's called Dano Productions, which is my name, which is actually the corporate or the 
LLC for the, the events and mm-hmm. actually I have a full-time person that does nothing but this year round and of course as it gets close to the show there's six or seven or eight people involved in it so but you know it's interesting I've talking to some other people who have done shows as I have learned and it has been a learning curve this being our sixth event I think we've pretty well you know got a lot of it down is that it's all in the preparation as a prepper it's all in the preparation so you don't have any surprises to have the event Absolutely. and getting it well organized. Absolutely. So uh, that's how we've done it. Anyway. Well, we appreciate your efforts to help, again, not only give the exhibitors a venue that they can trust that will be advertised, that will bring in people that we can talk to, and, um, you know, and to also give the people who walk in some awesome things to see and touch and and get to know and learn is people don't always want to buy off of the internet without feeling these things and saying okay tell me exactly how to use this you can get thing products delivered to your house but it's nice to have someone show you how that product is going to work and so that's right. that's one of the biggest things i think about these Um, expos for people who are prepping who are looking for these different issues to deal with and you know the water the food the energy etc that they can touch these things that they can talk to the people who have either produced them or who know how to use them and explain it properly so you get such an amazing amount of information out of these shows and we do thank you very much for for putting them on and, and inviting us we appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, Dan. Well, thanks for coming. You're welcome. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I want to give one more piece of education out there uh, for, for preppers. So why don't you give um, one piece of advice for folks who are just starting out, who are taking that first little crawling to become a prepper? Well, my what advice is come do. You know, my advice is come to the show, come to the expo. You know, you don't have to buy anything. I mean, it's 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 you the knowledge, the seminars, just to learn, and you know, attend some of the such prepping 101. We have a 45 minute class, and that's what it's about. Where do you begin? Uh, From Miami Valley Preparedness, the the leader of organization talks about that. He does it very elegantly. How do you begin? Where do you start? You know, and often what people say, food, water, and shelter in in different orders of of importance is, is is a place to begin and how to do it. So it'll get your mind rolling, and you can learn about things like, you know, you know, like food, okay, how do, you, how do you prep with food? It's not, you just think, well, I store some food. Well, it's, it's more than that. I mean, I always call it good, better, best scenario. You got canned food is what I call a good scenario. A better scenario is dehydrated food, better. A best is freeze-dried. Well, what is the difference between the three? You can learn, learn all about that stuff, you know, at the expo. You know, if you're bugging out, you have to leave your premise. I don't think you want to take a skid of cans with you. Uh, you know, you learn about all those different things. So when you come to the expo, that is a place to start. 
like I say, and, and you can compare different ways to purify water. You can learn about it. And you can learn, you know, what is an EMP attack? A lot of people probably don't even know what that is. An electromagnetic pulse, what that can do. Just the knowledge you'll get from just talking to people. And preppers are very ingenious. And uh, they can come up with a lot of different things and ways to do things on the cheap. So come to the – whether or not you're a skilled prepper or you're just wanting to begin – the show is a place to start. You should go to our website and look at some of the speakers and their topics. You can also get a program guide, and it'll all be there at the show. And pick and choose. And you know, people come to the event. Some will come for two days because they want to do the seminars and they want to learn about things. And uh, that's the place to start. So just going on the internet and buying a bunch of stuff, I would not encourage if you're a beginner. Learn mm -hmm. about some of this stuff. It's just not about going out and spending a bunch of money and buying everything. Um, and may maybe you don't want to buy anything. You want to do some of this yourself on the cheap, which you can do. Right. Yeah. So the place to start is at an expo, an event. Um, I agree. I agree, Dan, completely. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Again, folks, um, Dr. Bones and I will be attending Dan's show, which is the Cincinnati Preparedness Expo 2016 October 15th and 16th at the Sharonville Convention Center, which looks really nice. And we're excited to be there. Please come out if you are anywhere near there and say hi and get to learn some new skills. And, and they maybe... go to our website. <laughs> go to our website for information. Excellent. Excellent. Well, we will definitely put your links up for the website so, folks, you don't have to write anything down. Uh, we will put that on doomandbloom.net. We'll have the link. We also have it under our medical classes page at doomandbloom.net. And uh, if you're listening to this on Blog Talk, we will have links just below. Look at the description. All you're going to have to do is click on it. But, Dan, go ahead and tell them what the website is anyway. It's www.cincypreparednessexpo.com. That's a mouthful. So just Google Cincy Prepper Show. It'll come right up. Okay? <laughs> now, if I can just say one last thing about yes, the show. Yes, feel free. What? Absolutely. Okay. If I can summarize what the show is about in one sentence, uh -huh. it's about having what you need before you need it. Ooh. Words of wisdom. I love it. That's great. And that's true. Absolutely. Because... Once you've had an event, it's too late if you do not have what you needed. It probably won't be on the shelves anymore. So, yeah. Dan, again, thank you so much. I will see you in a week, and we're going to have a great show. I'm really excited to folks come out and say hi. And, Dan, uh, we will talk to you really soon. You be safe and uh, take care. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right. Thanks. That's all the time we have for this week. We hope that you enjoyed the show and hope that you will tune in next week for the next Survival Medicine Hour with Joe Alton and Amy Alton.